ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to episode 12 of the fastest growing podcast on the internet, and that's not me talking, that's just facts. Amir, you've done well, this is a big ep, you've got a very big guest for us, how are you first of all? Yeah, I haven't yeah, seen no. you all week. Yeah, we haven't actually. Um, mate, you got to stop fucking giving, like, you, you make my head hurt. Seriously, oh, I was you saying I was running late today, <laughs> and you said you've completely forgotten about it, that you're a fucking Doncaster or something. You keep... Uh, seriously, you I'll out? take tablets because of you. You've got to stop. But I just I'm, 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 I'm good. I just want to stress you. Yeah, very good, mate. Yeah. Very good. You're, uh, yeah, no, nah, we're going well. And, uh, you know, you've pulled out a, a big guest, uh, the biggest guest of the podcast so far. Mm. We've got one half of Slice and Dice here. Which one? Which half? The Dice. Dice. Dice, yes, absolutely. Uh, thanks for joining us, Dice. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Thanks well, for having me. Very good. Absolutely. And me? Um, and this is not someone you've known since high school. Um, it is. Again, we can't say names on this podcast, so if anyone, when you are listening, if you hear audio cut out, it's I'll because just, I've... I'll just, I'll just cut it and tell you my name right uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, if you hear some audio cut out, it's because I've fucked up and said it. Uh, it's probably going to happen, so just bear with us. Um, but I mean, do you want to start a bit of high school days and, and how we got started in the music business? Because I remember we were hanging out at, um, at the shops one day. And he was talking about getting a, a, I think, I think it was a, did you get to small DJ set? I remember you showing me a picture of your yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I used to, um, I used to DJ heaps, um, like a lot of house parties, as Amir would know, like a lot of our mates that we went to school with used to DJ all their house parties, um, just started off practicing. I never, it was actually kind of weird because I never actually wanted to do DJing. It just, I sort of just fell in place. Um... Yeah, pretty much as soon as I sort of finished high school, I was like a VCE um, and then just went straight into to DJing. Um, my best mate, Bryn, shout out to Bryn, he um, taught me how to DJ. Um, and then we just traveled a lot together and I sort of just learned how to DJ and went on pretty much from there to to do what I do today, which is a, a slice and dice. So yeah. it's been a, been a long journey, but um, it's been a very good one at the same time. So Yeah, man, I remember back in the day, we were talking about it and it was like, fuck what are we doing you know and he was like yeah man i'm fucking doing this dj thing da, 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 da. and i'm like yeah i'm just gonna go to europe and play soccer and do this and you know so we both had ideas in our head and, and that's what we wanted to go for and and one of his made it yeah and one, <laughs> one, one made it and i made it for about a year and came home <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy. You would have thought as well. Who would have thought as well? So with the with the house parties and getting started, man, was that um was that something you were just doing for like exposure? Because I've always wondered how, how you sort of break in to that music industry because I know it's a very hard thing to do um and sort of get exposure. Like we're sort of starting off our own sort of media platform yeah. at the moment, and it is a hard and yeah. slow process to get it going. And it's going to take a long time and a lot of effort, of which course, we're yeah. both aware of. Um, how long do you reckon it sort of took until you got a little bit of a following, a little bit of notoriety? Um, to, to be honest, I've been DJing for quite a long time, almost um, 11 years now. So I've been in the game for quite a while. Um, starting off doing house parties was, as I said, like always just helping out mates, something that all, like, all my mates, as a me would know, we all used to go to parties and I used to just want to DJ those parties when I was a lot younger. So I started off actually, kind of a funny story. I, I begged my mum and dad to get me decks and um, I didn't actually get the proper Pioneer decks when I first started. I bought uh, Denon, which is another brand, which is actually Pioneer's competitor. Um, bought their decks and I just practiced so much. Every day I'd just come home, like I was like 17 or something like 16, 17, mm. just come home, practice every single day. Uh, just in my bedroom, I said, like me and dad just built up like this, like, floating like platform thing to sit the decks on and we just like just practiced every day every day every day started doing more and more house parties until sort of like i left school and i could be i was at that age to be able to do nightclubs 
um, I think that's sort of how it sort of started. Um, yeah, and then I just started, I was very lucky, as I said, to, to meet my mate and um, he sort of helped me push me into the, the nightclub scene. So I started going out a lot when I was 18, traveling a lot with him, meeting a lot of people. Mm. Um, and then eventually started DJing solo um, for quite a while to sort of build my name a little bit to sort of push me into that industry. So like the music industry is a very, very big industry. Mm. It, is, uh, it is a hard industry as well. There's a lot of competitive DJs and a lot of people that want to make it as well. So I think it's just one of those things that like you just got to, the effort you put in, is like you're going to get that back. Mm. So I was just grinding hard when I was younger. Mm. So um, that's pretty much, you know, leading up to today really. So it's a certain, it's, I feel like it's a certain uh, industry. Like it is in the entertainment industry, but it's like one of those ones where sort of like if you want to be an actor, it's like that very small percentage of mm. either make and it's very hard sort of mm. thing. And you know, it's, um, it's actually su- it's such a weird, it's actually funny you say that. It's actually such a weird industry because um, a lot of my, like our schoolmates, like it's a whole nother world. The mm. whole, like the nightlife industry is like you meet so many people. Um, is like, it's so different. Mm. Like I, I can't even exp- like explain how different it is. Like all my mates in the nightclub industry are just like completely different to like all my regular mates. So it's actually, it's kind of cool because it's like living two different sort of worlds like that's hard to explain but where would you rather be to be honest they're both really good (laughs) like they're both it's good like i work full-time as well so Mm. um it's both you know it's good to have a full-time job and work and dj in the weekends and and do Mm. something i love and i'm passionate for as well you know i've been doing slice nice for quite a while now so it's very good to help build the brand and and be a part of something that you know hopefully we can you know, change a few people's mentalities and, mm. and stuff in the future. So, what I was saying with the hard industry, though, were your parents sort of like the oldies, like, mate, like just fucking get a job and actually <laughs> fucking be realistic, or were they sort no, of like, no, no, fucking no, do it's, it? It's actually funny because my, dad, my like, dad used to run festivals when I was quite young, actually. So, yeah, he used okay. to be like, my dad loves music as well. So, my dad built these massive fucking speakers when he was like 21 or something, huge. Mm. Um, you would have probably seen him in my spare room and like so he always loves music and I think he, he sort of actually pushed me to be like you should get decks and just play around and like you can make money off it like it's, it's a good little hobby I guess mm. it could start off as and then um, yeah I just bit the bullet and pretty much just went out and got the decks and spent every single cent I had mm. <laughs> and, um, and then just practiced I was so passionate just to learn like to get good at the fundamentals of like you know of DJing and then to expand and hopefully do something better. I never ever thought I'd be in the position I'm in today, but then again, you know, the hard work you put in is the hard work you get out. So that's what I was gonna just when you were saying like you got started off and you're traveling around with your mate. Um, sort of your first gig. Did you guys do you have to push approach nightclubs and push for them yeah, to so, let you yeah, have a go? It, or? Is, it is very hard. Like mm. when you start DJing and because I was, sorry to cut you off, but yeah. I think it would be like you know you're just like with anything when you're starting out, these people already would be. Like these nightclubs will be established for their DJs, Correct. and you're someone that I've never heard of before. Correct. How do you get into the door for them to give you the time to have a go? You've yeah, got to, you've got to really um, support these days. You've got to. That's actually a good question. A lot of the, these days, you actually got to support a lot of nightclubs. Like um, they won't. A lot of nightclubs want like a like a promoted mixtape, mm. or you've got to promote for the nightclub mm. to to help them out for a bit. And then when they start to see that you can get numbers and people on your list and stuff like that, mm. they give you an opportunity. So that's how I sort of started. Um, obviously, when I was traveling around with Bryn. Um, I learned that um, I was very lucky because obviously Bryn is a very big name in the industry so I was very lucky to meet a lot of the people I do know today 
um, press play, you know, a couple of the other boys that run cloud and stuff like that, sort of where I started playing. And um, it sort of pushed me into that industry. <clears throat> and yeah, it, it was, it's, it's actually, it's, it's quite hard to explain. Like, I think once you, you know, help the nightclub out and they start to see that you, you get, you get your name out and you start to be popular and you do something a little bit different as well. Then they start to realize, okay, yeah, sweet. Like that's what, We'll give them a shot. Yeah. And that's pretty much how it happens. You start off with like a nine to 10 slot, doing like an opening slot. And generally there's not many people there. And then obviously you work your way up and then start doing more and more gigs, put out more music, more mixtapes, more content. And then obviously it's going to lead to like your prime time slot of like mm. 12 to one or one to two or depends what club you're playing at. And it depends what genre of music you're playing as well. We play quite hard. So, you know, our set times are usually like two to three in the morning. So, Jeez, yes. how hard is it to be different to other DJs and like as in the sound that you're generating to that crowd? Someone yep. might turn around and go, "Fuck, there's like another fucking fifteen cunts that do exactly the same thing you're doing." What <laughs> makes you? What, what makes you guys different? Or how hard is it uh, to be different? It is ex- extremely hard. Yeah. Extremely hard. I, th- I think like this day and age as well. There's a, as I said, there's a lot of artists that are all competing for the same musician. Everybody wants to be traveling around the world and. And everybody wants to push their brand to a new limit as well. So I think doing like you know, shout out to Restricted and shout out to <clears throat> a lot of the, like Colin Henners, a lot of a lot of those boys. They're doing like something different, doing the TikTok stuff, making it like you know, doing content relevant to their music, and then obviously building off the TikTok stuff um, with their music, and obviously pushing their following to a whole new level. So I think it's um, I think it's really really good that those boys are doing something a bit different. And, and these days, like I said, you have to do something different or else you just won't make it. So I think for us, we're kind of lucky. Um, you know, we do consistent podcasts, consistent content. Um, and obviously, we, we, we look a bit different as well with the mask. It kind mm, of brings, pretty like, cool. Br- mm, kind mm. Of brings a cool effect. Like yeah, yeah like having that aura as well of who's yeah, under there yeah, is pretty correct. good too. Well, yeah, yeah, it's always a stigma of who's yeah. underneath the mask yeah. and who's doing what and kind of brings in a cool little effect as well. So yeah, it is, it is, um, it's very fun. I can say like mm. it's it's for me it's like it doesn't be like it stops becoming a hobby when I was like okay this is serious and then um, now it's like yeah pretty much my second full time job mm. so yeah. Yeah, run it 24-7 constant needs constant attention yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, he's talking about consistency me and you know, I just realised we just we forgot to do the can opening which is our signature intro see how we don't have consistency <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to make it are we we're not going to make it um, now, so before this is the, the final show that we've got. Yeah, <laughs> I can't believe we fucking forgot. Unbelievable. We're too excited. Yeah. <laughs> um, now, before we get into... Edit it in. Uh, yeah, I, I probably could, to be honest with you. Um, before we get into Slice and Dice um, itself and sort of the touring and, and what you guys are doing at the moment, um, I just wanted to ask you if, obviously, being um, at the nightclubs at 2, 3 a.m., you probably see some characters and some stuff yeah. going on. Yeah, yeah, I'd just yeah. love to pick your brain. I was just thinking about it the other day before we come on um, about some... Some stories you might have of when you're at their playing, and if some the hooligan off his head's tried to climb up and fucking come um, off or something, you've had to have seen some shit. To, to be honest, <laughs> surely. To be honest, um, I see a lot of brain dead people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> throughout the throughout the years of, of DJing, but mm. to be honest, a lot of people are pretty good. Um, a lot of people go for the music, so they're there to to watch the music, to experience the artist. People don't really interrupt with other people's like work i guess you don't get you don't really get anybody jumping decks and you know unless you're playing you know barbara streisand or something i guess yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? yeah so 
I think yeah, these these, these clubs that we play at, people sort of come to watch us play. So yeah, okay, cool. I think it's um, I've never had really anyone. You know, we've been we've had a few times where people, we've been playing and people like girls have been fighting with each other and like throwing cans at each other and one one of them's hit us and stuff like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, right, yeah, okay. Yeah. Up in Seymour. So. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's generally pretty good. Like, And then what happens there with that situation? Do you guys like, not when I say retaliate, not in like a physical way, but do you guys like, oh, fucking, oh, we're trying to do something. Do you stop? To, to, you, to be you, honest, I didn't even know it happened. Like, it obviously, um, it, it, it's all sort of happened. And I looked down, and I just remember seeing the DJ decks were just satched. Just yeah, like just right. liquid all over oh. the decks, and like obviously liquid and, and decks, like mm. it can stop working. And how much so. how much in, in equipment are we talking? That could have like potentially 10, ten grand. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, like more. So yeah, it's pretty like DJ equipment is pretty expensive. Oh, absolutely, so, man. Everything is fucking expensive. Yeah. So to, you know to run setups these days, everyone's running like Pioneer CDJ, which is the industry stock standard DJ equipment. Um, and everyone's sort of upgrading from CDJ to 2000s to 3000s, which are like the price jump is like three grand. Mm. So, yeah, you kind of don't want any drinks spilled on those pretty much. So, um, yeah, like I said, like Slice and Dice has uh, been around for quite a while now, um, established quite a big fan base mm. um, with like, you know, 100,000 followers on Facebook, yeah, 100,000 on SoundCloud, and you know, 24K on, on Instagram. Mm. We've got quite a global. Uh, reach, which is kind of cool as well. We've done South Korea, Asia tours, and stuff like that as well. So yeah, because I was going to ask. Well, obviously, I've, I've watched you on, on on Instagram quite yep. a bit, but um, I was going to say, are you Australian wide or are you fucking worldwide? Uh well, yeah, not not fully worldwide, but yeah. we have been international before. Yeah, yeah. So um, you know, we're hoping to get back to international at the end of the year, hopefully as well, if, if everything um goes to plan we've got a lot of music coming out we've just signed a lot of tracks to a lot of le- record labels so hopefully a lot of music's on the way um so yeah i'm really really excited and keen to see what what we can do in the future mm. and how does it how does it work with the nightclubs are you sort of like when you go into a nightclub you sign with them for a certain time or can you just jump from nightclub to nightclub nah, so, so, how 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 works, so how it works so obviously we have an agency so lucky lucky entertainment they're one of the biggest agencies in the world so they've obviously got like will sparks and joel fletcher yeah and, okay yeah a lot of big names like that and um they actually run billboards which is in the city on russell street so that's their like home base nightclub and that's where their office is and obviously we have an agent an agent that looks after all our bookings and then pretty much either nightclubs sort of approach the agent or the agent approaches nightclubs and asks them if they want the act, which is obviously being sliced and dice the act. And then um, that's how we sort of get booked. And then we got a calendar. So I've got a calendar called A Boss and it sort of just all goes in the calendar, shows, times, flights, you know, like point of contact, stuff like that as well, like driver who's picking us up, all that type of stuff. And um and obviously most interstate shows as well and most places give you a writer. So what a writer is, is like every artist has a writer and that has like a bottle of vodka and mixes and stuff like that. It's just like complimentary that the club yeah, keeps yeah, you right. from coming down. Mm. So um, that's kind of cool as well. So yeah. you, you get your own little private area and they sort of sit you down and you can just chill out to you sort of play. Mm. And then, um, but yeah, you know, we, we've been doing it for quite a while now. So it's kind of cool. So every time we go interstate, we've got like mates interstate, something like that. So we can just go hang out with them and have dinner with them. So you kind of build like a like a relationship. Like, you know, you go to each different state and you find a couple of couple of your mates and they come out and you haven't seen them for a while and then you're back in another state the next week and you catch up with them. So yeah, it's kind of, um yeah, it's kind of cool. 
that the way that all sort of works. So how's it work with you guys being hidden identities coming into nightclubs? That, like, mm-hmm. obviously you guys would now be fucking prime time. Like you said, you yeah. got two two to three in the morning or something. Yeah, would be no, your sort anywhere of thing. from like twelve to like three in the morning is usually yeah. what times we play. So um, when you rock up, is it like the fucking old back door entrance of the yeah, security, much, or yeah, have yeah. you got your have you guys got your your mask? No, no, we don't. We just walk in normally, but we usually go through like back backstage entrances or yeah. like secret passages or something yeah, to get nice. into the club. Because that's yeah, always um, hidden. Like, I've always wondered when you're wearing masks, how do they know who they're looking for? Like, do they give you something to, beforehand to say, like you're like a cart, a cart, like a what do you call them, like a lanyard or something yeah, like sure that? Yeah, some, some, so, some, so they know who's fucking. Um, <laughs> some some venues do, like interstate, like Adelaide, they give you like a lanyard that says like SDJ and stuff like that as well. But to be honest, um, they like every nightclub usually has a room called a green room, yep. um, which is where the artists hang out before their show. So usually the groom has your rider in it, has all your bottle of vodka and whatever and it's sort of like a, a private area that's away from the actual main Is that your own green room with just Chris. Lost Lost or with every other artist? Uh usually every or your other own. artist. Oh yeah. But I mean like most places that we play we're the only headliner anyway. So it's uh, usually mm-hmm. just asking like our mates and stuff in there. Yep. Yeah, I was gonna say do you obviously have your mates there, do you have anyone like random come backstage at all? Or do you get, uh, get like fans or yeah, whatever come back? Hundred percent. If we're still in our if we're still in our the change of outfit and like fans on photos and stuff, like hundred <laughs> percent we'll get them in the back and take some photos yeah. and, them and give them some merch and stuff like that as well. Um but yeah, most of the time, um yeah, our tour managers in the back and and we're just pretty much just sort of chilling out there and just sort of waiting until we have to sort of play the show, really. And then, um, and then after the after your show, it's pretty much green light. Just send it. <laughs> you know, obviously, because so. you guys are quite massive now. To to compare it to like like an actor, like a Hollywood actor or something. Obviously, you've seen footage when you get sometimes you get dickheads taking photos with them and they've fuckwits to them. When yeah. you're taking photos with like um, fans and stuff. Yep. Are they usually pretty good with it, or they do they try? No, nah, no, nah, they're, nah, 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 they're actually usually pretty good. Yeah, Most okay. people are really respect, uh, really respectful. Yep. So yeah, I'm surprised of, some pissed idiot doesn't go try to fucking well, take it on I mean, me. Oh, you know, I, I didn't want to, and I didn't want to point that out. But obviously, being at that time slot, being the sort of music that you're playing yeah. in the nightclubs, yeah. people are obviously the taking certain things, the in. Yeah. and they're obviously intoxicated. That it's actually it's actually funny because my DJ partner's had his had his hat come off a few times. Like people had pulled it off before. But usually our yeah, tour manager behind us is usually because it's very hard to see out the mask because um, our eyes are blacked out. So mm. it's very, it's like very limited vision. So Have you ever had someone try and fucking jump up and take the mask down? No, no, never. Never, 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 yeah, never, okay. never. So, but yeah. no, it's all, yeah, they've, they've got it all pretty locked down with security and stuff like that. I well. think the most impressive thing about the mask is the fact that you're up there for couple of like is it is it only one hour max every time um, or sometimes, sometimes, bigger? sometimes you play for an hour and a half never, yeah. never anything more than an hour and a so half so even an hour and a half you got that high energy you're ramped up you're obviously wearing fully clothed yeah. you must be fucking steaming yeah. under yeah. there yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus there's been a few uh, sure yeah. there's a shower in that green room nah there's actually not but the funny thing is it's, it is um, it is <clears throat> yeah, it does get very hot to say the least because um, nightclubs are already hot you probably would not know because well you don't really go to them much but when I used to go they're already yeah. fucking hot enough yeah, as it 100%. is and then you're fully clothed yeah. fucking pumping up everyone yeah. I would I'd probably pass out to be honest <laughs> uh, yeah there's been a couple of close calls <laughs> to be honest and um, do the masks have holes for your mouth you know? no they don't so you can't drink no, like, no. <laughs> 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 no literally nah. and it's hard and plastic as well so I'll mm. get it out soon and show you but like yeah. it's um mm. 
yeah, it's it's very hard to it's very hard to breathe in it. But I, I guess it's not something that just anyone can just jump in and just do it. Like it's it takes like a lot of practice. Yeah, to, be able to put it on. And yeah, play it'd be hard thing to do, man. Jumping up and down, like a DJ partner gets up on the decks and jumps off the decks, stuff like that. So to have that high energy for the whole hour is very very hard. Like it, <laughs> it takes. <clears> have you have you ever sat down with Slice and be like, hey, dude? Maybe we should rethink these masks and maybe put a couple holes in them. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Rating a straw. So <laughs> <it's really laughs> we're actually, actually going to do some some straw holes in it because, like, we just we said it the other day. We're just like, man, like, we're going to die. It's quite hot, yeah. and it's um, yeah, it's one of those things, you know, like. And you can't yeah, even, like, at one point, if, like, Slice is playing, you can't turn around and, like, quickly lift it and have it sit. No, 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 you can't. No, you can't do it's, it, It's man. a two-piece mask. Yeah. You can't. you got to lift the whole thing off mm. to get it on. Yeah. It's not just a quick, like, because it's, it's not, like, silicon or anything like that. You can just quickly lift it up and have your mouth exposed. The Are these, whole, were these custom-made for all you guys? Yeah, yeah custom-made. Yeah, yeah. Both our faces. So it's yeah. literally an hour, an hour and a half. You've got no liquids you can take, pretty Correct. much. Yeah, 100%. That's, so, yeah, like, that's after you're going to the green one, you're fucking dehydrated. Oh, yeah, 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 100%. You're like vodka. Make it even worse. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But it's um usually they have bottles of water. It's, it's kind of funny because there's a lot of fans and stuff that um like try to get us to drink, and because we can't talk, so obviously me and uh Emma, Emma's and Slice, we can't like because we can't talk to each other. We have like hand signals and stuff as well. So <laughs> it's all like it takes a lot of time to mm. to practice the art, I guess you could say, with with DJ, and it's not just. DJing it's like we're performing mm. so I guess it's one of those things that <clears throat> when uh, when people would, you know, like fans are trying to give us drinks and, that and we feel so rude because we can't drink it it's just sitting there and then they look at it and there's just like drinks just piling <laughs> up inside, but we can't drink it because we can't lift up the marks yeah. so. so I was going to ask you too you just mentioned that obviously when fans come out the back sometimes they want photos yep. like fucking photo but yep. Yep. if they're like fuck man that was a sick show like how you feeling yep. you, do you not talk to them no, you can do, no, you can talk. It's just muffled, so it's yeah. Not, I was gonna say, would be yeah. Okay, so I thought, as in for your identity, thing, you guys don't talk. No, 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 no. We talk hundred oh, percent. Okay. No, oh, cool. Talk, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, as I said, most like most people in the industry, like other artists and and stuff, obviously know who we are. Um, but fans, yeah, we just it's fine to just have a chat with them and stuff like that. We'll give them the time of day, and they want to have come up and have a chat with us and ask a few questions. That's totally fine. Like, there's no, we're not like no, you can't talk to us. So that's that's <laughs> fine. Yeah, whatever. So like, we give out merits and stuff and throughout wristbands and stuff like that as well so yeah it's kind of cool yes yeah. it's funny that he mentioned his tour manager he's actually here and he's gone to get us some drinks so um, he's doing his job but we might have a break there I mean, we're at the 22 minute mark yeah, beautiful. we'll give him a break I've got to take a piss and we'll come back and get, uh, get stuck in a bit more throw the mask out a bit more, <laughs> <laughs> a bit more um, of slice and dice chat and then maybe give us a bit of a rundown of up- upcoming events yeah, uh, I'll talk about ultra a little bit because I know he's playing there that's yes. huge yep. um, we'll go from there Sweet. cool Made up let me part two will do the intro. <laughs> yeah, better late than never. Now just bear with us here. We're just gonna do some photos and video, um, and Dice is all masked up and in his full kit now. So I mean, he might be a bit muffled this time. Um, but uh, once we get the photos and videos we'll get him um, out of it and he can start breathing again. But this time we're joined we're joined by the tour manager as well this time. Now we can get a couple of backstage stories um, off him because uh, I said to Dice before the break, uh, and off air, he was, he's usually too busy in the zone to notice what's going on. But the tour manager over here, Zach, no, that's a good we friend of mine. Michael. could have got him on earlier, but he actually did his job and went and got he, his he, he was tour managing, he went and got his drink. So, no, no, I'll say hi, first of all. Good yeah, to see you, man. Good, 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 very good. Um, now, just give us a little bit of um, uh, 
some sort of insight and some stories maybe oh, of these. This isn't gonna be good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we'll get, oh, we'll get banned for sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give us up, mate. There's no like we said. Nah, right. There's no, there's no censoring. There's no limits on this show. So just, just give us some stories. Um, try give us some. Well, fun, what do you want to hear? Really, yeah. Yeah. Funny anything, ones. anything, anything uh, funny ones. Well, I mean, back rooms and stuff get pretty wild, but um, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, man, like people, yeah, people just come up like, oh, we're doing photo, 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 and like. <laughs> Yeah, you got to get the photos and that, but um, obviously the scene's pretty wild, man. People get like pretty pissed and stuff, and obviously I like, want to try and get up on stage with the boys and and all that kind of thing. But they probably get to me, and then the, I'm just like kind of look, and and then that's about it. Like I'm like, mm, are, you, are you worthy getting up on stage? And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, mm, I don't know that. Like, Please, man, like, let me go. I'm like, nah, get out, let's go. Does he, can you, is he, like, on the stage or behind the curtains nah, with usually, you? usually behind the stage uh, or to the side. So he's just always watching, like, we played some pretty big festivals where he's, like, run onto the stage and stuff and grabbed, like, beanies and stuff all off sometimes. Just, like, yeah, because we're obviously, you know, we're, we're quite in the zone, so... <clears throat> It is hard to to sort of see what's going on, like peripheral vision wise and stuff as well. So it's always good to have Zach there, just on the mm. side, just like helping us out, and make sure everything runs smoothly. Pretty much, that's pretty much okay. the level. So. Now, surely you're yeah, not sorry. like the first line of defence if some guy comes on and what gets. Do, a what do you mean? <laughs> well, exactly what Look I'm implying, mate. Now we're getting past that. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, is is it you sort of like stopping them, or is there security up there? No, nah, there's, sort sec- of there's as well. security guards over here, man. Like, yeah. But you know, I'll usually if if it's if it's turning pear shape, they'll they'll come like pretty quick. Mm. I'll just go, hey, come now, and they're like, yeah, all good, and then they'll run over. Has there ever been any festivals? I'm asking both of you. Has there any been any festivals or anything where like you've actually rushed slice and dice like off stage? It's no, gotten like crazy. No, no. so it's not. It's uh, never gotten that bad. There's, where it's there's like, actually, there's actually been a few dislocated knees, but I mean, I can explain that shortly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, well, just while you're getting your mask off and having a chat, you said dislocated knees. Were you there? I wasn't there. I wasn't there. It sounds like one. something you would do, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> it was already I starting to feel a bit of a sweat. Just <laughs> <laughs> he's had off for like two minutes. Oh, no, that's what I'm saying. You're just sitting here. This room um, is fucking hot. Yeah. Yeah. Doing that for an hour and a half. Actually, one time in Adelaide, um, <clears throat> yeah, Slice dislocated his knee um, on stage, so he had to get sort of rushed off stage. Which is kind of, uh, kind of, uh, kind of hard. Just from jumping and getting too into it at all. Yeah, I think you just twisted the wrong way, and it sort of just had a, had a weak knee, so I think it sort of, sort of went. But yeah, fuck. Um, yeah, he recovered quite quick, so that was very, very lucky, and we're glad that he got back to DJing pretty much next week. So, so if anything like that would happen, for example, well, like you've just said, let's say one of you go down with like an in- something happens, and someone. If he gets fucking rushed off or you get rushed off, I just keep playing. You keep playing. It's not like both of you fuck off. One stays no. and just keep. That's yeah. when Nanos comes in. Yeah, He's been waiting his time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, don't, I don't have the bill for that. Just keep playing. So just like pretty much act like nothing happened and just play solo pretty much, which fuck is pretty much yeah. what I had to do. I had to play like for like 45 minutes by myself. Mm. So yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's all right. You just don't think of it. I just rushed straight into the back room straight after to see if it was all right. And yeah, it was all right. So. One question I had when you guys, I want to talk about when you're sort of making tracks and 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 the how you guys go about putting together a show. Yeah. Um, just more with the lights and the fog and shit. Is that something that you guys do? I always wonder how that works. Does it do it on your computer and then integrate with what they do, or you have to work with what they've got? Kind uh, of thing. We work with what they've got. Depends. Yeah. When you get to a certain level, you you start taking a lighting guy with you. 
Right, um, okay. And then they control all your visuals, which is like what goes on the LED screens behind yeah, you okay. and stuff. Like Will obviously has all that type of stuff. Um, like time, it's called time code visuals. Yep. So he's got someone that sits in like a lighting booth that actually like controls all the lights as the songs are playing right, for each okay. song. And he's got special visuals made for each individual track. Yep. So um, yeah, it's kind of cool. But like we've got visuals ourselves, but the visuals are just playing in the background. So um, yeah, once we once we expand a bit and get you know more visuals made, we can start looking at because I've always wondered how it works if you have to bring out your own fog machine and lasers <laughs> and shit like that, or if it's all. If it's all, like, you've got to sort of visit the place and see what they can do and then, no, we, we, like, it just... Well, we usually do sound check, so most places we do, like, a sound check, but all the clubs, they all have their own lighting guy, they're all lighting team. They usually just <laughs> sort of know what's going on. They've, they've done it for such a long time that they know what when the strobe lights come on or when the lights need to, the lasers need to go on or the smoke machine needs to go on yep. or the CO2 cannons are going off or something like that. So, yep. um, yeah, it's all pretty much... Yeah, it's all pretty much just go. Yep. As long as you're sort of playing, they sort of know what they're doing. So. And then when you're putting together a set, is it sort of um, you try to get some fresh stuff in there? How do you, yeah, how do you yeah, sort yeah. of compose it and mix it up? Yeah, all I, used up? Down, I used to sit down with Slice and sit down with him and, and plan <coughs> out the set and what music we put into it and stuff like that. I don't usually change the setup too much because our set usually works quite well. Yep. There's a lot of there's a lot of S and D tracks in there, pretty much. Um, so it's we just add like you know if it's a song that's like a banger or something like that we just add it in like one or two songs every couple of months and mm-hmm. just change up the set a bit so it's something a bit different so mm-hmm. but yeah we play quite hard so <laughs> a bit of your own stuff as well or is it all like, yeah, is it all, much, all, pretty all much, your own pretty stuff pretty much all of it's our own stuff yeah so nice. um, yeah we, 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 I've just yeah written a lot of music that's I've started integrating into our sets so yep. um, yeah I think it's it's uh yeah it's a good fight it's fun and it's energetic and then that's what we want the most from it mm. so you got to keep the hype going and pretty the, much and the yeah well that's bouncing. the whole idea you're there to perform you're not there to dj it's a difference yeah you're an artist you're yep. a performer yep. and when you get to a certain level you become a performer you're not a you're not a dj yeah you're, you're there to people come to watch you and then that's the difference it's yeah like you know anyone can be a dj and just jump on the decks and have a spin for an hour but when people are coming to watch you you've got to have a certain amount of level to perform to you're be like okay I'm gonna up my game because people are here for us yeah, and that's yeah, pretty nice. much the change I had to do from DJing solo to obviously you know when it's yeah we're not playing we're not playing house parties anymore correct, are we playing correct. and these, these are obviously ticketed events that people are paying to 100%. get into and shit so yeah, gotta, yeah well we, we played to um, three and a half thousand people on New Year's Eve in Adelaide at a festival just before Will Sparks mm-hmm. so oh really wow really so yeah. that was um, a lot of preparation went into that a lot of like hard like you know blood sweat years pretty, pretty much went into that mm-hmm. to make sure that our set was like really, really amped up for Will. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, reason Zach knows is we spend a lot of time, <laughs> a lot of time doing that. Has Will Hart? Will's yeah, he's good. He's the best bloke. Will's good. Yeah, so good dude, we're gonna go see him next Friday at Sparks Mania, which is really cool. Which is his own show. He's, he oh, nice. his own show called Sparks. Are you playing it or are you just gonna? No, go I'm just gonna go say hello to him. Oh yeah, nice. And check it out. But yeah, no, Will's literally the the king of the industry. And uh, you mentioned press play as well. Uh, I know yeah, you guys Rube, did a bit, yeah, yeah a bit Rube, of them. Yeah, Rubes is a close friend of ours. He's um he pretty much he used to run Cloud Nine and um he runs somewhere by on a Friday night. He, he's involved with another big nightclub in Melbourne called Euphoria, which is where we're playing next Saturday. Yep. Um, which is it was just like a sick club, like heaps of people, busy, like just good sound system, just like just fun. Mm. So um yeah, Rubes has really helped me out a lot in um or helped us out a lot in the past as well. So yeah, he's a really good friend of ours as well. So. Yeah, nice man. How do you go about making your uh, your sets in regards to the the music and the bangers? Is it more like the relevant songs that are going now? You sort of take and then you mix them up. Or yeah, sort of. A lot of music it? I've written is a lot of like original music, so it's obviously music to get signed to a label. So I've mm-hmm. actually just got a few tracks that 
um, assigned to a label, and that's pretty much um, they get released on Spotify. So then you build up your monthly listeners. The more monthly listeners you get, the more shows, the bigger increase in fee, more gigs you play, etc., etc. So that's pretty much how it works. So. Um, yeah, I think we just once we release a few more tracks and we get you know a few more Spotify listeners, we'll be yeah. out there again. So, because um, on Bosnian, yeah, right. Have you ever thought about maybe like putting a couple of Bosnian tracks? Yeah, couple Bosnian anthems. Yeah, and remixing them in the club. What about that? Huh? Yeah, that. Or you just gonna stick to English? Nah, just English. Are you gonna rock up? They do that. Yeah, I'll rock up. Oh, yeah, we yeah, are. Yeah. <laughs> At 3am in the city, you're going to be there. <laughs> yeah, I'll get it, yeah. I'm going to try to get on the stage. I'm going to push past this. Unbelievable. Now, Not worthy. I do want to talk about sort of sort of the end goal in the future eventually, but um, I know I saw on your Instagram, I think it, was, it must have been your Instagram where I saw it, that you're playing at Ultra. That's massive. Is that the first time yeah. Slice and Dice at Ultra? Or? Uh, yeah, it is. It is. Uh, it is the first time for us playing Ultra. Is that because? Um, excuse my ignorance for yep. this scene because I'm not really into. I'm more of a metal guy. Yep. I do appreciate the the music, but it's just not my yep. forte. Yep. Um, but is that the biggest festival for Australian sort of? Yeah, like, that Ultra, sort of Ultra's music. Big. Yeah, That's Ultra's, Ultra. I was, I was yeah, it is big because it's. I know it, so it has to be because I'm not really like I sit into that. So correct. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is pretty big. There's some massive artists. They get. Into, it's always international acts. Um, and stuff they get down like Hardwell and Deborah DeLuca and a oh, lot of yeah. those um, massive artists from from overseas. Uh, is that the Sydney My Music Bowl this year's one? Mm-hmm. Uh, they usually do it at Flemington Racecourse, but um, it's just like such a good event. Like like everyone's having a good time. It's fun. Like energies are high. Everyone's like just off to a good flying. So what what are your dates for for there? You guys have the duration of the whole festival is it a one day thing or no no we just play for an hour but i mean we but attend, uh, is we it attend. sorry is it a one day like event or yes is it, it is yeah it's one, one day okay, event. So yeah, it, yeah it goes yeah. for nine hours so do you know your set time yet just for people out there if they we've already played it so ultra was already on oh was it okay yeah so we oh, played okay. ultra two, <laughs> two weeks ago two weeks. right two weeks ago. yeah sorry it was already on so i was already playing that yeah yeah it was already on so we played uh nine to nine uh nine to nine thirty so anyone, That's a pretty anyone, good time. Yeah. Anyone waiting to see him at Ultra, you're going to have to wait. Yeah, until next year. Wait until next year. Hopefully, Ultra Europe. <laughs> oh, that'd be good. So, that, that's a pretty good set time, too. Yeah, 9 9 yeah, really, really good. So, yeah, we're really lucky to play that set time. Big crowd. Um, yeah, it was heaps of fun. And it was Hardwell the headliner there, was he? Is yeah, Hardwell, Deborah DeLuca. They had a, a couple other Timmy. acts on. Timmy Trumpet was there as well. Oh, Sub Zero yeah. Project, which Wait, I. No, Timmy Trumpet. Oh, Trump. oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. What's his favorite? Big acts there. Yeah, massive. And then obviously Melbourne was popping that night. Like, there's just after parties, after parties. Yeah, like, just everywhere. everywhere. Just so, how does that work? Do you guys get invited to after parties to yeah, go there? Yeah, we yeah. did. We actually um, we went to Billboards, obviously, afterwards to watch Hardwell and catch up with him. And obviously, um, just watch him play like he played the billboard straight after so um, that was kind of cool as well big crowd like full like I'm probably like wall to wall couldn't even move so Fuck. that was uh, that was really really cool so yeah like gigs wise is, um, is pretty good for us we're back in Adelaide in a couple of weeks playing at like one of our favourite venues Red Square which is really really good, good venue for us um, is that more of a local Adelaide thing or is that Australian known too for the people interstaters and stuff? Is uh, it quite yeah, a big much, festival? Yeah. Or? No, it's not a festival, it's a nightclub, but I mean, it's, oh, it's, it's quite a well-known, Red Square is quite a well-known nightclub. Like mm-hmm. most artists that DJ are no Red Square nightclub. So yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty good club, pretty big. So yeah, we're back there in a couple of weeks. And as I mentioned before, we're playing Euphoria next week, which is Ruben's club. So that'll be really fun. And, 
and um, yeah just in between just working on content music so that's pretty much what we do full time so fuck are you gonna you gonna head down to Melbourne at all some weekend when they're playing and check them out or Surely. Yeah, yeah absolutely mm-hmm. I'm gonna we'll look I'll, I'll tear up now to get me backstage <laughs> um, now just one of the artists I wanted to mention off sort of off the topic for you boys was yep. um, I know um, a few of the boys that work are really into this scene they all, they all know who you guys are they're actually yep. really excited to listen um Fred, Fred again, I think his Fred name again. is. Yeah, yeah. He played like some pop-up show in like a warehouse or something, yeah, did he? Yeah, and yeah, people yeah. went mental. Yeah, did yeah. you guys get into that at all? Uh, actually, it was actually funny because uh, Nanos tried to get t- tried to get his tickets and it sold out like 3,000 yeah. tickets in about... It was crazy. Those boys were seconds. waiting and it was uh, like one of them got two tickets somehow yeah. and they're like, yeah, we're gone. Like, And this was... It was dropped on the day, wasn't it? The tickets. Yes. Yeah, and it, was, it happened so that night. Was, yeah. That's correct. Yeah. It did. Yeah, correct. Was, yeah, he was at Rowler Bar or something like that. He was meant to be at this bar and then the cops shut it down because people were everywhere. Yeah, it was just crazy. Everywhere, it's people were broken up that weren't supposed to, like, didn't have tickets kind of thing. No, or? like, so he was meant to just do a pop-up so everyone could just come. Like, didn't matter. And then the cops shut it down because it was just too hectic. So then he apologised on his Insta couldn't couldn't get there but then the next day he went and chucked out all these uh, like the whale stickers was it? No, nah, I think it was Fred again flags or yeah. t-shirts or something so he put on a whole lot, whole bunch of Fred again flags so he just chucked them random in Melbourne in like a secret location and he's got a so whole bunch of people just to grab them and yeah. if you grab them you pretty much got access to the, right, the secret warehouse yeah. party and that then, was holding and then that's the t- that's the one that and he was doing tickets for but that sold out within uh, literally two seconds yeah I'm yeah. surprised you boys with your connections couldn't get some I'll, sort of I will push it so, so, yeah, you would have been on the phone to anyone and everyone to trying to get into that. Yeah, That's it was uh, it was pretty hectic, man. And then um, yeah, he shut down Melbourne that second night again. Yeah, <laughs> I saw that. I saw that. Um, I saw videos of the night, and it was just crazy the amount of people that they they shoved into this warehouse. Yeah, for this event, nice, he just played Coachella. Was yeah, yeah, it was Skrillex. Yeah, it was huge. So yeah, he's really well for it again. He's just taken off. Got some really uh, powerful music, I guess you could say. So. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's killing it. Now, on the subject of gigs and festivals, any anything in the future lined up big at the at the moment, or was yeah, yeah, we've got a few we've got a few big festivals coming up in the next couple of months. A lot of interstate shows in the next like one to two months, um, and then obviously a lot of Melbourne shows, like as in Melbourne next week, and then obviously Adelaide Interstate again um, and stuff like that. So yeah, we're always constantly playing pretty much every weekend we're playing like one to two shows every single weekend so yeah work full time and then working on the weekends pretty much non-stop for us so yeah it is it is um yeah it's good fun it is really good fun so is there a lot of other djs that play um in pairs or is it mostly single acts no you guys different in that fact of being no there's a couple other duos as well like shout out to bonker bonker boys they're from uh one's from brisbane one's from adelaide um they're a duo as well uh, Master and Culture is a duo. They're from Brisbane as well. They're quite big. Um, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of duos. Um, Does it feel more comfortable on stage with another got like another person on there, knowing yeah, that you sort of yeah, back absolutely. And forth, we both we both have different roles, and uh, obviously we work really well together. So I think for us, you know, we we know what we have to do. We know you know when you do it for so many times and so so long, you just it just gets repetitive. So you're just like, yep, yeah, this is what I have to do. This is what I'm doing. This is what he's doing. Sweet. And then that's how you pretty much do your show. It's not like we have to think about it every single time. So it just comes naturally. 
And have you got two decks for both of you? Or is it one deck that you share between you? Oh, one, four. One Usually, some clubs have four. Some, yeah. some clubs have four, some clubs have three, some clubs have two. It just depends what no, okay. sort of club you're playing at. But it's their own decks, is it? So you guys don't Correct. bring them and set them up. They no, just no, have them. We just bring all our, our outfit, our USBs and headphones, and every single club has the oh, same deck. Okay. Yeah, every single club has Hopefully the same deck. Hopefully, they don't have those ones that you were talking about at the start of the show, the ones that you got yeah, the wrong the one. The Denons. The Denons, yeah. You always just walk off. The Denons, yeah. I bought SC2900s. I've actually got a photo after. It's actually. Funny of they were like they were so cool for like the time back in 2013. They were like LED light around the. I feel the like you showed me a photo when you got them. I reckon. Yeah, I reckon yeah. you did. You were so hyped yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, and yeah. me was like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can, you know, you know, how he is fucking. Yeah. <laughs> this will work. Yeah, it's, um, I, I, and then I think like literally within like a year, I just bought CJ 2000Xs, which is pretty much club standard, which is what every club sort of has now. Pioneer decks don't know, have anything different, and then um, I've had them ever since. Um, Pretty much, yeah, used them like practice on a flat knack. I remember I got on the new Pioneers. I was like, wow, it's good. <laughs> you, are you going to have a run, mate? You got, when, when you, surely you hanging around this scene, you'd be getting motivated to play some Nando specials. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah the open, opening time. Yeah, yeah in, in front of... Eight till nine when no one's there. At the back, even open. back to the tavern while everyone's having yeah. to <laughs> uh, Okay, no, let's it go. Does, it, yeah, it does definitely like being around the boys and like being around all like DJs and stuff that obviously we're all close mates with. Um... Like, I was with uh, all the boys last night for a birthday, and it's just good to, like, you know, hang out with them, and, yeah, it definitely does push you to, like, sort of... Oh, did you guys not play a show last night? No, we didn't. No, oh, we so the weekend off, for really? Yeah, we had a mate's... Uh, yeah, it's very rare, actually. Mm. We just, I think we both needed it and just took it off, but we had a mate's birthday, 30th birthday last night, um, and, yeah, as I said, it's all just all just DJs, so... Yeah, like, what, like, a, what a shit weekend, you know? Usually, you boys out playing in front of fans that love you and screaming yeah. and shit, and he's sitting in here with us, too, <laughs> fucking talking <laughs> dribbling... <laughs> What, what was the paycheck again for this one? <laughs> paycheck. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna Moe's lawn for the next six months. <laughs> There's no paycheck. So, yeah, uh, it's good um, shooting. Yeah, it's, it is. It is good fun. Like, there's a lot of exciting stuff coming up for Last and Dice for for us, um, and we're gonna really push it to another level, I reckon. So, yeah. Any what's the go with um, international stuff in the near yeah, future? Yeah, what's happening there? We hope to get back international. Because I know you said that you there was shows US Asia tour. Was that pre-COVID? That and then yeah, that sort of stopped, yeah, yeah, so yeah, shut COVID the door kind really, of thing. Really. Yeah. So how did that? that how did that? That's that's probably a good question. How did the COVID affect sort of the music industry? Because that would everything have, shut everything down. Yeah, yeah of course. Hit, hit the entertainment industry. So mm. um, excuse me. Some people never recovered from it. Some people did. Um, some clubs got shut down. Some clubs are still getting shut down to this day. But um, it is hard. I think it is. It's also harder now because so many people went so hard as soon as COVID restrictions were lifted. Mm-hmm. That it just burned themselves out, mm. and then like it's very hard. Like imagine going out to a nightclub every single week as a patron. Like I, I can imagine it burns. Maybe I'm just getting old. I don't know, but I, I can imagine it burns you out. Of course, yeah. And I think as everyone was going out so hard, it's the nightclubs were starting to see less and less people, and, and it just got real hard for like every single artist that was trying to play shows in the industry. It just got so hard. Like it would have had that lagging effect too, because it was open, close, open, close, open, correct. close. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You get set signed for a show, yeah. and then. People wouldn't probably buy tickets or shop because they weren't sure if they did. Then the fucking thing was just going to get cancelled anyway. 100%, yeah. 100%. And there was no, never any like certainty of refunds or anything no, like that. It would no. it would made it very hard to yeah, get. Yeah, and then they started bringing like one point five meter rules and like yeah, like, like head, that, that doesn't really work. Stuff like that, and so you, the clubs mm. have like one hundred fifty people. Mm. Most clubs can't operate one hundred fifty people. You know, they need, nah. need eleven fifty. Do you know what I'm saying mm. to, to make it sufficient? So yeah, it, it, a lot of clubs yeah struggled. So. 
um, yeah, I'm sort of glad everyone's sort of back up and running now and all the clubs are sort of pumped in and everyone's sort of, what's COVID pretty much? Yeah. <laughs> so, was it sort of like a, when you guys become out of COVID, was it sort of let's hold off for a bit or let's just try to get stuck back into the thing? No, we're trying to get stuck back into it, but it was, it was just like, it was just so hard. Like, it was mm. like, just like interstate shows are hard, like just like no one wants to book interstate because like the amount of money that they were paying to get mm. arts over wasn't worth the time. Mm. So all interstate shows stopped for a lot of acts and obviously definitely international acts stopped for oh, quite yeah. a while. And, and then obviously Melbourne shows, it was hard because all the clubs are open, but they weren't operating at full capacity. So they didn't even want to book any artists. They would just have like local guys that you pay, you know, small amounts of money to, to have mm. play for an hour. So what's the point? Because there was probably going to be no one there anyway. Yeah. So yeah, definitely hit us hard. Um, it pretty much like reset everybody like everything that you built like it pretty much just reset everybody yeah. and then obviously it felt like you had to start again so. well, we've spoken about this before on the show with Maddie. Um, especially the, 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 the effects that COVID had and the damage that you were sort of on everyone's businesses lives and the economy was way worse than the virus actually ever did Correct. itself in terms of health and stuff like that because we're still recovering from it. I mean, yeah, the fucking Dan Andrews. yeah, the price of um, <laughs> everything has just skyrocketed through the roof um Obviously, we, we both work in constru- construction. Port of Davis got closed down. Yeah, well, yeah, um, I work in construction as well. Yeah, so, yeah. So, um, that, that left like 1,100 homes in limbo and all that shit that, that happened. And that's probably just a drag on effect. The materials went up, labour went up, yeah. everything. It just fucked it way worse than the virus ever did. Um, so, that was just a whole shambles from the start, that thing. We won't get stuck in that too much at the moment because <laughs> yeah, I'll be here yeah, for fucking 45 minutes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> can we go back to... The roots for a sec. Yep. Obviously, when you started back in the day, yep. fucking 12 years ago, 11 yep. years ago Correct, now. Yeah, yeah. What sort of people were you looking up to back then in regards to, like, this industry? Did you have guys you're like, fuck, man, like, he sounds fucking good. I'd like to fucking do what he does. Yeah, there's that, or were you just trying to do your own shit? A lot of, it's so funny because when we, when we first started, a lot of people that, would, that we looked up to, a lot of them stopped DJing. Um, and obviously, you know, the boys that have made it, you know, shout out to Will, shout out to Joel. Like, or the orchestrated boys, they're a good duo. Um, they're killing it in the moment as well. So they're like they're like on another level. Like obviously Timmy Trumpet is just like now Timmy's like worldwide now. Like it's crazy. He's so talented. What do you mean by the people that you you back then have stopped doing it now? What do you well, some some artists have stopped because they've gotten older or had kids. Or had yeah, kids so that's what you get. Yes, they've yeah. just gotten older now. Like, yeah, yeah, they've finished like, doing, yeah, 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 finished okay. DJing or they've given up or whatnot. And, yep. And um, they've just sort of moved on. So I mean, like a lot of there's a lot of people that are still doing it. Like I said, Will and stuff like that. He's obviously traveling around the world playing shows, and he had his um Sparks Mania show on last night in Sydney, and and obviously he's doing a Melbourne one and a, and a Brisbane one and stuff like that as well. So he's doing like a full Australia tour for yeah. that, which is kind of cool. His own show, his own aspect on it. But um, any like international guys too that you probably the only one is Timmy Trumpet, like the only okay. serious international artist that's done like that's absolutely killing the game is Timmy Trumpet like yep. he's just like he's like number five DJ in the world something mm. like he's killing it so because the reason I'm asking is because going to sort of a bit I don't know whether he still does he might have stopped too but we're talking like old school old school fucking fat boy slim he played it. He played it like last he, night. He, I mean. he played it. Rebs on Wednesday night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, did he? Yeah, he did. yeah. Okay, because I remember I've got a when the me and the Miso were at the old place <laughs> yeah. before we moved. Yeah. She had a fucking old school. Yep. DVD of him performing like a live concert at fucking like <laughs> Brighton in the UK. I actually, yeah. I actually think he had a concert on like last. I think um, Erica right. Dell showed Erica Dell. I think she was there last night or something. I think so. Um, yeah, but I know he definitely played Revs on on Wednesday. Boiler <laughs> yeah, okay. set Wednesday night. Yeah, 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 yeah he's right. um, yeah, um, he's killing it. He's doing his own thing. Like, um, it was actually really funny. We went to um. 
have you have you watched him live? Have you met him? Have you seen? Um, him I've or? watched Fat Boy Slim live. I've never actually met him. Okay. Um, but on that topic, I went to um Carl Cox. He's a he's a good um family friend of ours, and uh, I went to Carl Cox. He's um he's uh, runs his own concert. I went there last Sunday called Pure, which is at the Timber Yard, which is a sick venue. It's in Port Melbourne, and um there's about like five thousand people there, and he plays like hard techno, and that was really cool because Carl Cox is from Mount Eliza, Mount Martha area. Oh, so nice. yeah, and he's local like a, boy. Yeah, and literally well known DJ. Um, he's like 1.2 million followers and all like that so yeah he's just killing he's doing like a full world tour at the moment Just um, so that was really good to get in there and see him play and see him do his style and he plays a hybrid set which is like I've never ever seen it before like using synthesizers and like not just DJ equipment using all kinds of stuff to make like the beat because obviously he plays techno and obviously techno has a long repetitive beat like he can make all different sounds with all the tools he's mm. using and like still doing it live which was really really cool it's so. the thing as well like I was getting that with Fatboy Slim when I watched that the the um, video of him doing it live at Brighton. Like, I know obviously you make your music, you put on like a stick, like a, like a USB, USB thing, correct. and yeah. you don't. Like, that cunt was fucking changing fucking cassettes, man. Like, yeah. He, you know, the old, <laughs> like, he was God. interchanging cassettes and then fucking on the decks at the same time, whereas now you got the USB and you're correct. changing and stuff. Like, he was fucking like. Because you see him playing and then he's going like underneath and he's like picking what's there. He grabbed it I'm like, fucking hell. Like, yeah. Look at the. The years and how everything's yeah, it's very adaptable. When, when, um, when I first started DJing, I was using CDs. Uh, I think most artists, probably our age, I'm not old, <laughs> but mm. most probably, most people our age, like you know, were using CDs as well, and then obviously yeah. adapted to USB. I think some people, um, I might be wrong. I think Will uses SD card. I'm not too sure, but the SD card USB is pretty much the way mm. to go these days. Don't fuck a floppy disk. <laughs> is that what did you ask me what did you ask me about the CD port are you going to bring your own mixtape to show Christ <laughs> is that what the idea was <laughs> a bit of, bit, bit of Bosnian <laughs> music <laughs> yeah well I had the idea slice dice and Oz the new slice dice and Oz I was trying to trying to figure out why you asked for a CD no that was for that was for personal use oh, okay. <laughs> nothing to do with music that was yeah, really yeah. sexual with <laughs> <laughs> Surely me is getting to run at Club Motor. Surely. Oh, yeah, surely. I've never been, if you believe that or not. I've Do you know what it is, Club Motor? It's our mate, our mate Boris runs Club Motor. I've got no Boris. idea what it is. <laughs> I've never been to Club Motor ever. Yeah. yeah. What is it? Oh, is it a Bosnian thing, oh, is it? So- is your yeah, dad go there? Do you know? Do you know Medina? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck, she goes on about it's. Dado as well. Oh, is that where Dado goes? Yes, yeah, yeah. I've never been once ever. So the owner levels and and um, Mango and Mango stuff. And all he's around, so he, he runs. He runs. Club he, yeah, okay. as well. Yeah. I thought it was two, two. Is it two brothers or two yeah, mates? Boris and Bort. Two mates, Boris and Bort. But are they from originally from Serbia or are they Aussie guys? No, they're from overseas. Yes, yeah, they're from overseas. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, they obviously live here. They're pretty much yeah born here. Pretty much. Yeah, they're born overseas, but they're pretty much at a young age. So have you been to more than? Before? No, I haven't. No, I actually no. haven't. No, nah, we always get invited down there. But I mean, they run so many. Like shout out to Borges and Boroughs. They mm. run so many clubs. Yeah. They run like seven or eight clubs in Melbourne. Like just killing it. Like Levels, P One, Alumbra, Fashion Fridays, Mango. Like what yeah, else? Motor. So not just that that one. Void in Ring. They've got fucking a few. They've got, they've got like yeah. six or seven. Yeah, ah. just killing it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much like the, the, the dons with the same. Them. Music for that ah no all different like no nah, there's all different like adaptable of what they yeah like P one yeah. Fashion Fridays and and stuff like that will have like R and B stuff so like that so it's not all just music no 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 that's just one of the clubs. that's just more those that <laughs> yeah yeah okay, yeah, okay, that's okay, just, yeah. yeah that's what and then obviously you got like levels and mango which is like your hard music and stuff like that as well which is what is there Friday Saturday nights yep. so don't we need we need a metal club I would go to that something I that plays you would go to that I though. would 
me. There used to be something in the city. I can't remember the name of it now. You know, surely that was. Why would I know? I don't know. Because you know all those fucking things. You live for tour manager. Yeah, yeah. You Is there anything like that that you boys have heard of that would be like just play like even like fucking Blink One Eight or some shit? Just like they do. It's actually funny. It's boards. Billboards is our agency club. They actually do. It's actually a venue as well. So they have like they've had like Metallica and all that. Like live bands. So it's actually a venue for bands and concerts as well. So not only is it an iClub, but the stage is designed to be able to have bands and stuff as well. What's so the capacity of billboards? Like if you had a full fucking uh, packed room? Like 2.5K 2. maybe. So yeah, yeah. that's huge. Right? Yeah. That's that's huge. And how many do you have at uh, Sydney Meyer? About 3,000, you said? Three and a half? At Ultra? Yeah. Oh, about, that's huge. Probably about 10,000 people. Oh, about 10,000. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, three and a half thousand. That was the festival oh, we played in Adelaide. Oh, sorry. It was an Adelaide yeah, yeah, yeah. Field trip festival. Yeah. Field trip Ultra was about 10,000 though. Yeah. 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 Is that the biggest you've performed in front uh, yeah it was pretty big yeah, yeah. 10,000 a lot of people so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right, man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like a Gold Coast game now yeah. if you got to the point because you've done it for so long now obviously you started <laughs> 11, 12 years ago you obviously you worked your way up like you yep. said blood, sweat, tears yep. to get to this point now yep. um, and you've now you've just done gig after gig after gig you still get butterflies in the stomach before you go on or you sort of like nah this is what I've got nah, to do nah, I never, I'm nah, or you still like fuck man like. nah some, most festivals I do like I still get nervous it's always nervous nerve wracking getting up no matter what festival like, I, I actually watched a video of Tim Trump the other day and he was playing ultra I think it was like ultra Brazil or something that just happened like last weekend and he was like I was on his Instagram story and I was just watching it and he's like man I get I still get butterflies when I jump on stage I'm like man if you still getting butterflies then like everyone will get butterflies yeah, like yeah, to be yeah. able to perform in front of like thousands of people it's no matter how confident you are, it's still going to have an impact. The first time would have been bloody shit in your pants, sure. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a bit nerve-wracking. Like but I mean, once you get on, you start playing after the first song, it's just like, let's go. Yeah. Much like so as long as they're still cheering, you know you. Yeah. 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 As long as they're still putting drinks you can't drink there. Yeah. 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 Try and take your mask off. Bottles of water. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When you go on, obviously you've got like, it's not rows, it's all just got people jammed in together sort of thing. But your front rows, and that would be somewhat depending on the clubs will be quite close to where you guys are uh, at some clubs yeah they are quite close when you come on is there shit getting like yelled at you from people like yeah fucking yeah 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 sometimes yeah, sometimes, yeah, sometimes it was, is it more just them just waiting for you to fucking start or like uh, a bit of both there's a lot of dedicated fans and um and stuff that always like want to get photos and still want to get photos every single mm. time we play and then there's obviously you know there's obviously when you have festivals you know like can kick a football to the first person because it's like that far away but obviously because you're on a massive stage so I mean it's all different every single cl- every single venue's different Mango they can pat you on the head you know if you're playing at levels you know they're a bit, a bit further away so I mean it's you know we've done a lot of boiler room sets as well where people just stand right next to you do you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, so. So if, if, you, if you'd explain what that is for people that don't know, yeah, what, what's, so, a, what's a boiler room so set? So a boiler room set is um is, is designed it was designed in uh, overseas. I might be wrong, like Germany, like around that area. Is it's just like your DJ, and it's like no limits. Anyone can stand. Anyway, they, it's pretty much everyone just crammed around you. Um, right. So the, the decks are like in the middle of the room, and yeah. everyone's just and everyone's just around you. Just surrounded. Yeah. Right. yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, that's when I thought the time would be to take the masks off would be when someone's standing right next to you, mm. and Nanos isn't there to be all you. What are you doing? You'd think that a setup like that, like a boiler room thing, would be where you'd get the most fuckwits because they're that close that they'd do something. Yeah. Well, I mean, the boiler rooms that they've played recently, like yeah, there's a bit of a bit of few hooligans. Yeah. Was yeah. It? yeah okay. Yeah, and, they, they don't last very long. They, yeah. they but surely you'd have fucking security on every point. <laughs> yeah, around, it's usually, around, it's usually roped playing. off around. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Enough that you can move. 
Botherham sets are still adapting in like Australia overseas I work so well because people are quite respectful of what's going on with the DJ so you know like I watch a lot of videos of like hard techno played in Germany and stuff like that and people are just like leading over the decks and that like while the guy's DJing and nothing's happening because they're so respectful and they just want to watch what he's doing correct well they're just there to party they're there for the music so yeah it's obviously quite hard because obviously you know you get people that are drunk and stuff and, and stuff like that and shit always sometimes could happen we haven't really run into very many encounters where that happens but I mean yeah sometimes it does you just gotta deal with it I guess you've been That's doing job, so. you've been doing it for that long and obviously now you're, you're getting to that stage where it's fucking a full time yep. job pretty much and yep, you're, then you're much, doing yeah. massive gigs um, but you you would have been studying um the DJing industry before is there a dream place that you reckon like is the pinnacle like a, of a, a dream venue or dream like what I, I as in no I think just travelling constantly like is there like fuck, probably Tomorrowland yeah or like 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 Ibiza or something it's like yep yeah, once you get that then you're fucking like, no, you no, know I mean, that, or I is there like a dream thing that you're like yeah well, the, I think the biggest festival you, can, you could ever play was Tomorrowland but okay. we already consistently played it every single year you got to is be that there. Germany? no yeah. Germany, uh, yeah. It is, yeah it is Belgium yeah, yeah Belgium uh, Belgium yeah, yeah okay yeah so Tomorrowland I think is the biggest festival mm. Coachella was just on like last weekend or something that's pretty big as well yep. but Coachella's not DJ really related it's more like artist related uh, yeah, like you yeah, know yeah. like Boogie with Woody and all so that. what's Tomorrowland is that more that's DJ that's DJ related that's pretty much like you know like Calvin Harris and like your Hardwells and Timmy Trumpets and all DJs really where Coachella's got like rap and like all different like you know all it's a variety apps. it's a variety you know like you got Bernie Man which is like it is it's very similar to Coachella there are some massive massive festivals Ultra I think Ultra <clears throat> as a brand is like still one of the biggest dance music festivals in the world mm-hmm. uh, one of the biggest like they, they run Ultra Australia Ultra Croatia no, Ultra, Ultra Miami. Miami Ultra Brazil so Ultra, like, Ultra will be getting international tourists coming to watch not just Aussie fucking oh, correct yeah, 100% yeah, okay. so it's international yeah, yeah, right. 100% yeah they'd have people from all around the world go to their festival yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, we, like when we got the boards like you walk into boards after like Ultra and like my ears always peeling like I just hear people talking and stuff and you just the accents it's just mm. accent after accent after accent you're like wow like, people are here like, to, to see just keep going it's like, just not Aussie fuckers walking around no, it's, fucking yeah, it's not everyone. your Melbourne it's not your normal Melbourne it's just yeah. people from from overseas that have come to Ultra and then they're like righto well, who do we want to go see now after because mm-hmm. Deborah Deluca played Electric Bar on Chapel Hardwell played Boards um, Timmy played Scarlet and then I think there was a few more um, that played other venues and stuff so there's heaps of like yeah people just everywhere man. Melbourne was packed so being the touring manager, right? What's the um? I still don't believe he does anything. But <laughs> we'll call, uh, like there's there's no yeah, way. You have to come along. There is no there's way. Like, uh, way because on, you man. said there was a booking agency that you used Correct. that does all the thing. When you said tour manager, I thought that was you that was doing the booking. No. I'm like, there's no way Nanos no, could no, comprehend doing that. Shout out to Lucky. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, shout out to Lucky. They're like shout out to Benny and Reese and, and all the boys are lucky that look after us. They're obviously they're a great team and they they do a lot of work for us. So, um, yeah, it's pretty much like there's a whole bunch different ages that, that look after art like different artists from lucky like you name an artist they're probably signed with lucky do you know what i'm saying so yeah. um and obviously there's a few other big agencies as well like ruben runs an agency which is really big as well and they've got some massive artists as well so shout out to them and and there's a couple of other little agencies as well that, that run different artists like there's there's an agency that sort of hits like don dollar obviously you guys probably know don dollar don dollar signed to a like a real exclusive agency but he's obviously traveling around the world you know so doing that type of stuff so but yeah every agent sort of has 
you know, like some artists assigned to them and then they sort of just work on each mm. sort of artist. Sorry, okay. So what, was, what was your... You had a question on. for the tour manager though. I, I did, yeah. Off. So while I was getting, getting Sorry, into the tour okay, manager, off. so, so, so for example, like bad. we said, let's just say, for example, um, Tomorrowland, right? Yeah. Do Tomorrowland and the, the fucking whoever makes Tomorrowland and gets it together, do they contact Lucky and say, we want Slice and Dice or is it you guys just getting heaps of downloads on Spotify and Sound no, 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 your they, socials they, and stuff Tomorrowland like, would contact Lucky for the artists that they want okay 100%. but that would depend on how big you guys are Correct. Correct. on your socials and Spotify's and like, I would yeah. I would assume that you know someone gets in contact with Timmy Trumpet's management and then obviously because Tim, Timmy's the only person I know that's played Tomorrowland mm-hmm. uh, from I think Will might have played Tomorrowland as well to be honest yeah. but I mean they get in contact with his agency and then they organise it fees, bookings, flights etc private jets you know mm-hmm. helicopters <laughs> so you couldn't ju- you boats, sea boats yachts, so you couldn't you, you couldn't just approach and be like hey no nah, no nah, we're nah, just nah. like these two Aussie guys no 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 you've got to be you've got to be cl- and Tomorrowland's like every single artist on the Tomorrowland lineup pretty much everyone in the world knows it's like the top because there's a, there's a website called Top 100 DJ Mac mm-hmm. and and um it's pretty much like the top 100 DJs in Australia and I think that's how it's I don't know it's not always right but I mean like it's pretty accurate with the amount of DJs that are on it like you got Hardwell and then and obviously, you know, like Timmy Trumpets and Sub Zero Project and like Skrillex and all those artists are on that lineup, and they're all get differently rated on how popular they are. So, mm-hmm. like Calvin Harris, like you know, it all just depends. Like Cal- Calvin Harris, I think I'm not too sure if he still is, but he was like the most paid DJ in the world. It was like 150 mil. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. What yeah. for a gig? Yeah. No, 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 for oh, a gig. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, um, Fuck, you become a DJ. <laughs> yeah, after a year, but I mean, like, but he wasn't the most popular. I think Martin Garrix is, I think, is, oh, yeah, is, yeah, is, yeah. is quite popular. I think he's like number one or number two, him and Hardwell. I've got a two parter question yep. before I forget. Here we go. One, can people approach um, Slice and Dice personally, or like on the Instagram, to get a gig, or it has to be exclusive? <coughs> Sorry, lucky. exclusively through that that lucky agency. agency. No, everything goes to the agency. So, so, so people, no one can people, miss you on Instagram. Say, hey, you guys want to play this? Like, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. We get mess- we get people. Do you guys all want to play at Sam's birthday? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I mitzvah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Like, I just redirect everybody to our agent. So I just redirect everybody to Benny. You know, right. Okay. And then um and obviously Benny gets in contact because obviously it goes to the agency because obviously. Yeah. And the yeah. second one is. Uh, a house shows and stuff a thing in the past you guys don't even do that anymore is it just what's your sorry house, house shows oh sorry like like, like yeah house parties no, sorry, we don't okay. do house parties that's what I mean yeah yeah just, just clubs unless it's Dan Bill's area and then I might make an issue yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so my, my question to you as part of yours now because you signed yep. to a label uh, to an agency agency sorry yep. yep you can't do private gigs so if we con- if we contact said hey dude like blah blah nah, blah. No, everything goes to the agency. That's yeah. Okay. Yeah, everything goes to the agency. That's what I was asking. Can yeah. you guys just? But, and like, then, so if it was a nah. private gig, like if it was a gig, for example, that someone- we could do. I could if if you like if you guys are throwing a party and you want us to play it, hundred percent, I could still play for you as S and D. But I mean, it just has to go through the agency. That's all. So yeah. So that was what I was getting at. So the agency wouldn't be like. It's just a fucking house gig. No, 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 no. They, 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 they do bigger shit, the, or they the, still no, let you do fee, it. If the fee is correct, yeah, yeah, and whatnot, they don't give a fuck. They'll, okay. they'll, 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 they'll yeah, let you go. Yeah, hundred percent. We'll play any show with the fee is correct, um, but uh, but yes, it has to go through the agency. When's the bar mitzvah? And the fees are. It's not a set rate, is it? Depending on what it is, yeah, it kind of thing. Yeah, right. Yeah, everything like that. And are you guys? I don't know if I can ask. Are you guys? 
like traveling costs supposed to be included if it's an interstate Correct. thing? Yeah, 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 it okay. is. yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, it's called FATS. It's called flights and transfers. So, right, and hotels uh, as well. And hotels. Oh, okay, right. Yeah, yeah they so will come. Usually, 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 <laughs> dinner, <laughs> dinner, flights, accommodation, like, dinner, so yeah, just for one night or the whole time. Correct. Yeah. yeah I wonder you fucking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all uh, it's all pretty much included, which is really cool. There'll so. be a platter at the bummy tour, won't there? Yeah, platter. Platter there, salamis, biscuits. That's a rough thing. Mia's gonna do a spit. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've had a Namibia spit before. It's pretty good. Actually. Yeah, they're pretty good, aren't they? So, um, yeah, it's it's it's, a, it's really really good fun. Like, like I think both of us are very passionate about music and, and performing to people. So I think we get a good kick out of like DJing to people and and people coming to watch. If it makes people happy, it makes us happy. And I think that's at the end of the day. That's pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're going out tonight. You're playing. You're playing here, mate. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna kick honest, it off like, here. The tour managers start to up another can. Seriousness, like you guys should just come out and just like experience it one mm. night. Just come out with us and just just have a bit of fun and like yeah, it, it is. It is. Fuck really, it, I'll join you. Never mind. It is really, really. Uh, it is really, really good. Fun. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's one of those things, you know, like. I can't explain it It's just fine I won't be like the other boys And fucking ask for Tickets and shit like that Like the other boys did Back in the day If you'd want me to come out I'll come out But I won't be one of those Fucking guys You you just asked me to come On your podcast (laughs) 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 You actually would Because I'd go If you went Would you actually go with you I'd go mate You have to play The Bosnian one though Otherwise If there's Bosnian I'll come If it's just English No I'll play Bosnian. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, if you guys played that Bosnian, what was the place called? Club Motor. He would know more people in there than Probably you guys would. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He'd be walking in there. <laughs> 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 He'd be in the back room. Yeah, 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 you guys be playing. Can you get his in the back? I need a mask when I go to Motor. without being stopped. Jesus, here we go. But on that obviously, because you guys have the mask and the identity yep. sort of hidden and stuff yep. do you feel like a pop star when you're out there um, like when you go out and there's fucking two and a half thousand people in the club like fucking yeah, yeah, so no, yeah, yeah, so like, no, like yeah you always always stay humble and, and, and keep yourself <clears> and just stay in your own lane really but I mean I think that's the most successful way to be mm. I guess like don't go out there giving it like the, I'm look who I am just go out there play perform do your job and mm. I think people realise that if you're quite a humble person and like to be honest I get along with everyone in the DJ industry and we both do so we both talk, like have a lot of friends in the industry and we, we love talking to everyone in the industry and, and be friends with the industry but yeah there's, there's a lot of there's a lot of bad and good and and what in the industry, but you just put it all aside and just do your own thing. So you come across a few like fuckheads that you're like, oh, man, no, no, you're, no, taking really through, you're taking it through. You're taking it. No, through. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say like. I wouldn't say that. I would just mean like, just like, just people in general that you just like, yeah, that's cool. If they have different opinions on things, that's fine. Like you just do your own thing. Stay, stay yourself. Yeah. And do you come across a couple of DJs that are like, yeah, I'm a fucking man dog. Um, yeah, sometimes, but yeah. I mean, like they're just they're just doing their own thing. Every single yep. person's a different artist, yep. and everyone wants to achieve the same thing. So some people get frustrated, some people don't. But mm. I think that's just how it sort of works. And yeah, it is. It is a cool. Um, it's a cool industry. It's like it's a whole another world. You know I, I, I had a question about the fans. Is it always always time for the fans, no matter what? Or cause you see some people that you know 
athletes or whatever, even higher levels, they don't have time. Sometimes they just brush past what... I might be talking like Ronaldo and stuff who just get bombarded well, all the time. Because I was but, just about to say to you, because I knew you were going to say that. Mm. that it's a di- but it's not real, because it's the entertainment industry. Yeah. So no matter what, they've still got fans that come and watch them, and so does he. <laughs> yeah. So... I think, yeah, I think as well, like, it, 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 just, it all just depends. Like, I think there's a lot of big artists that don't have time to say... Like, don't have time to talk to fans because of the access and how they get to stage and stuff like that. They're not, like, directly walking past fans. Do you know what I'm saying? So, like, when you play massive festivals like Ultra and stuff, like, I could imagine, like, a lot of artists wouldn't just be like, oh, I'll just go walk past the, the front stage for a bit and just chill out. Do you know what I'm saying? They go straight from the green room in the back, straight to the stage, and then they DJ, and then they jump straight off. So, obviously, it's hard for them to communicate with fans. But, I mean, like, most most people, like, or, or everyone I know is, is very down to earth and they're very humble, so... I think, yeah, a lot of, you know, you always got to respect the people that help build you. So, so with festivals like that, obviously you can get your normal tickets that just get you in the crowd to watch. Is there, obviously there's, like, when you go to the footy, there's different, like, yeah, so you can pay like, extra yeah. to go behind and see VIP, everyone and yeah. shit like that? Or? Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, VIP, yeah, sure, yeah. that's yeah. obviously, yeah. Like, festivals is always that sort of stuff. Yeah, always they pay a bit extra to go. Quadruple A, yeah, everything, yeah. Yeah, and does it get quite dear, those fucking tickets, for, like, people well, that want to go VIP and so. stuff? Yeah. You don't get a cut. I assume so. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, they do get, they do get. They quite get quite dear. Hundred percent, man. Yeah, yeah. Hundred percent, they do. It's uh, it's pretty crazy that like prices that people pay to to meet mm. who they want to see. Like, I've always just thought the thing with the fans, like with with anyone, it's um, artists and sports people, and that you you're really nothing without the fans, are you? Slice, much, and, yeah. slice and dice aren't in, no, anything without the fans coming in and supporting them. So yeah, if you 100%. don't take time for them, I understand sometimes you're busy or you've had a huge set in your time. But I always thought, like especially with me, if I ever got famous, I'd always take time for the fans because they're the reason you are who you are. So yeah, when, we, when's we, that happening? We, huh? When's that happening? Well, when when we start getting bigger. <laughs> 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 nah, yeah, it's, um, it's one of those things. After like, the bar mitzvah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things that we always take take time off to people on photos or people on a quick chat for two seconds. You know, I'd rather be sweating and dying for two two extra minutes and chat to someone that mm. you know might make their day or mm. going through something or something like that. So you never know. You just as I said, you just stay just keep humble, stay yourself, be your own person and that's it and pretty much just do your own thing, you know, and then people tell you you're successful, just say thanks. That's pretty much it. So Are you um what time are we on? Uh Aaron ten, fifteen, Aaron yeah, nice. fifteen. Are you um are you surprised within yourself? Like, do you ever just fucking lie in bed and be like, fuck, man, like, I just performed in front of, like, 10,000 people. Like, do, do you still get that? Like, are you surprised that you've got this far? Like, when you started um, back in fucking 2012, 13? Yeah, even earlier, yeah. I, I, I'm, you know, very, like, um, I'm very fortunate to be mm. in the position I am today um, and thankful to a lot of people. I owe, I owe to a lot of people. I never thought I'd be in this position doing this, but I guess it just happened. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? I never, like I said, in high school, I never thought I wanted to be a DJ. So now... You know, I never thought I'd earn good money from DJing mm-hmm. as well. So I thought, no, I'm always, I was only just going to do DJing as a hobby and just play for your house parties and whatnot. And then, like, you can always turn it into a serious business. It's actually really funny because one of my dad's um, one of my dad's friends is a DJ. And um, <laughs> I remember when I first started DJing, he's like, he was always helping me out, giving me like house parties to do, and he was like pretty much like an agent for me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, uh, cut that out. He's like, oh shit. He's like, he's literally like, you're doing so well and stuff like that. Like, so yeah, it's very very fortunate to. To be mm. Who would have thought he would have been the one to say the name? Yeah. I thought it was going to be me. <laughs> no, I've done so well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, obviously, the the crowds that you get are quite young. Have your oldies been out to watch you at all? Um, have they ever been in the crowd, fucking in the background? Be like, yeah, yeah, I brought my I brought my, <laughs> my, my mom and dad before. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like, 
I think um, the age the ages always vary and stuff as well. So it's always um, yeah, it's always very different. But yeah, no, it's 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 one of those things that you just like this is sick. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. like this is cool. So um, yeah, very fortunate, very thankful, and um, very excited to see what uh, what we do in the future. Yeah, fuck man, it's it's a fucking pretty fun life, I reckon. Yeah, it's good. It looks Jealous. like it. Jealous. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll finish up. Last question I, I want to yep. have before we finish up. Um, what's the what's the plans for the future? And is there any goals, long term goals in mind? Or yeah, just yeah, building yeah, the brand. International, like I said, international end of the year. That's definitely uh, on the cards. Mm-hmm. We're pushing hard for that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of music is about to come out. A nice. lot of music. Um, like me, a lot. So good. Um, and we're we're, we're going to put something. We're putting out hopefully every one or two months. Might have to get so. some. Is there slice and dice merch? I might have to get a merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got heaps of stuff. T-shirts and you know wristbands and stickers and bandanas and stuff. So I'm giving mm-hmm. some stuff. And got any masks? <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we're a <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, nah, it's it's there's a lot of um, yeah, there's a lot of like uh, short short term and long term goals. I think just getting internationals are probably for us a long term goal. Um, short term goals just be playing the state every mm. single weekend. Besides, keep growing the brand. Absolutely, yeah, correct. Besides playing your hometown, I think yeah, playing everywhere interstate. Yeah, is of course. Fun as well, get a job interstate and go back to work. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fun. So, so what would you put that in like a, like a for a month, thirty yeah. days, for example? Four shows. How, how how many times are you going to state? How many times are you staying? Like a year? Uh, at the moment, yeah, like once a month. Once a month, you're interstate. Uh, correct. Yeah. yeah just okay. Before COVID, we used to be interstate every single weekend. There was no. Oh wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. We played Melbourne once every three months. So. Now are you are you are you driving or are you booking tickets for flights and stuff? Uh, I fly everywhere. Fly everywhere. Okay. Yeah, everywhere. Yep. Shout so. out! Shout out, Virgin. Oh, yeah, lovely. Shout, <laughs> out, shout out to the Virgin Lounge. Yeah. 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 Flying everywhere. Uh, and we, but we do a lot of regional gigs as well, like 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 Shepparton's and Albury. Like we played an Albury show like four weeks ago. Sick, like twelve hundred people there. Fun. That's awesome. Like Wodonga's. Yeah, like, yeah, it was sick. Mm. Yeah, it was yeah, outdoor, outdoor venue. It was oh, no. outdoor yeah, video gun. Yeah, I'm like, awesome. it was like, it was, just, it was just so much fun. Is that so one of the like the festivals that we're talking about, Kobe? When he's when he's saying about going. Um, you know when they fucking paint themselves in fucking like pink highlighters and shit like that nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know those fluoro fucking yeah. was it one of those festivals nah nah no, it was just, it was just, a, it was just a club just man. a club yeah oh, okay. yeah, yeah it's um, a club that we played good venue have you ever done one of those ones like, an, fuck- es- like an esoteric or something nah, oh, no, nah they're all fucking fluoro and shit yeah, yeah. no, nah, it's a slight different scene to, to what we what music we play <laughs> unreal oh, festival shit. yeah um, but just yeah it's a slight different music to what we play mm. so yeah, you never know who knows we might say out there in the lead hard with the mask on <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you reckon before we go if you got anything you want to plug for SoundCloud Spotify where can they find you yeah so uh, Instagram is we are slice and dice if you want to keep up to date that's where I post the most content um, if Facebook if you just type in slice and dice it's going to come up because we're verified SoundCloud same thing slice and dice all our music's on SoundCloud there's a few unreleased tracks on there that are not on Spotify and then yet again if you want to look up slice and dice on Spotify that's where all our official signed tracks are so and you've got a few things coming out on SoundCloud and Spotify soon uh, yeah Spotify yeah. we've got um, yeah we've got like three or four tracks coming up in the next couple of months in the, over the next five months so that's all going to come out through SoundCloud and Spotify so yeah, <laughs> keep an eye out for that and um Hopefully they are uh, they do really well. There's some really really good tracks, so I'm pretty excited to get those out and um, sort of show everyone what we've been doing. And Amir, for the slice and dice listeners coming across, where can they find us as well? They can find us at you don't know, do you? Underscore he's one for your podcast. You changed it again. I changed it. I you changed it again. I've it, got yeah. to fucking we've got to redo the ad now. Oh, that's okay. Just leave it as he's off on us. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> With the uh, number one growing. That's why no one's following because everyone's going to the wrong pages. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll plug it on this. So we'll, we'll get it up there. 
All right, guys, thank you so much. Thank you so much for Legends for coming on, man. Did I, um, did I do well with the guest this week? You've done very well, mate. No, no, there was only one mention of the name, and it was by the man himself, so that's <laughs> 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 <was> quite funny. <laughs> no, I think uh, you, you've done us a huge favour. You've done nah, more for us no, than we've done for you, that's for sure. For me on, um, Nanos as well, thanks for thanks, sticking your head in here as well, thanks, <laughs> coming man. out of nowhere. No, thanks for good to see yeah, we'll get you out to a show. Oh, sure. Yes, sure. please. All the best for you boys in the future. Done. Oh, uh, fingers crossed. Thank fingers you. Fingers crossed Done. for us. Yes. Right, thank you very much for listening. Uh, we'll be back next week and be here for another episode 13. We'll have to try to follow up with a big one. I think we've got something good in the works. Um, am I just jump back on, am I? You're, yeah, now this is coming back again to talk more about blocking junkies. Two a, two a <laughs> <laughs> Not worthy. Uh, and th- that's it from us, guys. Thank you very much. Right.